We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. Welcome back, everybody. It's a uh, summer's almost over, eh? Eh? Hey, did you move to Canada? Canadian, <laughs> Canadian now. Uh, I, okay. Uh, I feel like, oh, you know what? I had an interview with Emily Rolf. Brantley Cows. Oh, okay. Oh, and we got, well, I've had Vellner. We had Emily Rolf, and then we have Fikowski coming up in a couple weeks, and I'm basically Canadian. I mean, yeah, I think that's how it works. How did, Fern, this is a question for you. Maybe you can't. How did Canada and the U.S. get, like, separated? What happened there? Give me a little history lesson. I don't know anything. I, I can't help you out there. I literally don't know. Because I feel like they're very, very similar. They're the same. They're definitely not the same. I can tell Katie's Googling. You can tell when she's Googling. What did you even type in? Ackerman knows nothing about history. What's Canada? That yes, was what you did? Word for word. I what said, you- why, why did Canada and the U.S. separate, which is what you just said. And it says, the move was largely viewed to safeguard against American takeover of Canadian territory. Mm, well, I guess you said why did they separate. You're, we're assuming they were together. Well, I mean, the continent wasn't like two separate things and it came together yeah and they're all in north america right like canada's north america correct is that a question well it is a question unfortunately unfortunately that was a question right but, okay. um but i don't get it because it's like north america but canada's in there correct uh so well because originally it-, it was the americas like as a whole, they just need like a movie play in history class, and that's it. Uh, listen, I hate to break it to you, but I'm pretty sure they covered this in history when you were in school. <laughs> you were probably just not paying attention. Um, what were you gonna say, Katie? Give us the lowdown. It's in 1867 is when they split Canada, split from America. The British Parliament passed the British North American Act, North America Act, creating a new country known as Canada, which is composed of four provinces. Canada. It's Canada. 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 So, oh, okay. So they were a part of the states after the Declaration of Independence in 1776. Did you say that so people knew that you know that date? <laughs> I hear that so people know like I watched I, Hamilton. I watched Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Um, it. But anyway, maybe instead of talking about the games or anything with Fikowski, I'll just talk about Canada. Yeah, Get see what he knows. Won't you? Won't you? Hey, Would you quiz him on his home on his homeland? Live in Canada, <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Uh, yeah, summer's wrapping up. It's, uh, we're getting towards September. Any any big news? What do you do at your box for an across the right? Is there anything that happens kind of end of summer, Labor Day, early early fall? No, we don't. We don't have any like specific events around that time frame. No, not for the summer. It's just. Typically, I don't find that to be like the, the best spot to put in a, an event. Uh, either people are traveling or they're busy, like trying to get back to school. 
but I think, I think September is very uh, similar to January 1st. For some reason, a lot of people, it's kind of like their reboot. Maybe it's the kids are going back to school. Maybe summer's over and they're like, okay, I drank and partied too much. So I got to kick this body into, into high gear come the fall. You know, maybe they're just, you know, in, in, in certain areas, whether it's Colorado or other areas where you get a winter, they're like, I want to enjoy time outdoors. But the point is for a lot of boxes, it, it's an opportunity for growth. It's typically an opportunity for growth because people are starting, like what you just said, people are starting to get back into something that resembles just a standard routine, which is a lot of people fall off in the summer. However, there are, this is, I think this is, I think everybody likes to use that as a blanket statement when it's far more relative to, to places that are um, more seasonal for like vacation spots. Meaning, what do you mean by that? Meaning like the, I think everybody likes to be like, well, well, everybody travels in the summer and blah, 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 blah. And they all do that. And I'm like, right, that is a thing. But you're saying that statement as if it applies to everybody, like the vast majority of your gym, when it really doesn't, like there are people that do that, but it's far more relevant in places that are, that are where the economy is seasonal, you know, where like the, you know, like, uh, like Whistler. Like when we went to Whistler, like that has like very specific seasons where it's like ghost town, million people, you know? Yeah. But I mean, you know, when, when I was in New York, I definitely noticed the summer slowed down. I mean, to the point that I think a lot of boxes that live in those types of, you know, basically where you get seasons, like maybe not Virginia or, or Georgia, like you two, but we have seasons, like- bro. Yeah, but you can still do things outdoors year-round, at least in Georgia. I don't know about Virginia. Yeah. Right, Katie? Like you, it you gets get, cold, but I mean, like, it, it, well, like, every, it, like we haven't had, a, like, a good snow in a while, well, at least here in Virginia Beach, but, like, it, it will – you can get a foot. Like, it's not, like, out of the question. By the way, I stayed out till like, 10 p.m. last night, and I'm – Are you okay? No, Are you okay? I'm on the struggle bus today. Yeah, like, I – I was out of my routine and didn't get as much sleep as I'd like. I didn't get my full 12 hours and I'm struggling. I had my kids out till 9 p.m. last night, bro. What are you doing? What would you put that dinosaur nuggets? Rager. Again? We were having a rager, a family rager. We went to a rave. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I like to do this in classes. I'll be like, what do you guys want to listen to? Like a, when the workout starts, pre-workout, it's 80s rock or 90s hip hop. Like gets me excited. Like I have a good time. Everybody likes that. And I, I assume, but then typically when the workout starts, I'll reach out, I'll be like, Hey, what do you guys want? And this young girl and young, she's probably 21, 22. She's a coach as well, but she she's going back to school. And, uh, she was like EDM. And I was like, what the hell is EDM? <laughs> so I put in Spotify. I'm like, I just type in EDM and I'm like, Oh, this is the shit I listened to in 2000 when I was on ecstasy at Braves. Like, this is the same thing. Like, listen, we all know that you didn't do either of those things. Oh, I did. I was, it a just big, says, like, it just sounds cool. Like no, I was no, no. totally, totally getting after in college ragers, rave ecstasy. I had all the glow sticks and I put Nike on my eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. You did all that shit. Yeah. Katie's like, what the fuck are you talking about right now? Katie's like, what? Why would you put NyQuil under your eyeballs? Google it, Katie. It was a thing. All right. Molly. That's what you youngsters are calling Molly. Um, but anyway, 
couple, you know, a couple of things. Uh, well, first of all, where were you with the kids that late? We went out. To, well, we went to take some pictures and then we went to uh, went out to eat. You're always taking pictures with the family. Like when Katie and I went to your house, there's like family pictures, you know, that you the same ones you post on your Instagram for the record. Sorry about this. Guys. Dude, listen, at what point are you going to correct this? At what point are you going to become a professional? I don't. Because right know. now, right now, there's there's like ninth grade JV varsity. Okay. Your middle school. <laughs> am I am I am I a bench player? Or am I starting? No, you you're literally like we're like hey we're gonna we're gonna kick that guy out of school. Yeah, not even considering for sports. We're going to kick him out of the school. My theory is that it's Fern that calls you every time we're recording just to see. <laughs> I, I'm a that fan of that even, idea, to be honest with you. That one said potential fraud from Kentucky. So I don't know what <laughs> that might be um, a child I didn't know I had in Kentucky from, from, the rave, from the raves I went to in college. 20-year-old son calling me. Um, but anyway... You, you take a lot of family pictures. You post them on, you, you then repurpose them for years on your Instagram. Um, I don't think we take a ton, but I, like, I think the last time we took some was a year ago. Yeah. And anyway, so what I was saying is a lot of boxes need to revisit their schedules come mm -hmm. summertime, Correct. especially at like 6 or 7 p.m., 100% on Fridays it's going to be like desolate, but even throughout the week, it's, it's okay to, it's okay to adjust your calendar seasonally. I think. Uh, maybe. Right. And this is, this is something we talked to, you know, we were just talking to some of our, our grad folks about this recently, which is like, I, I think far too many people just lay down and get there. Just like, well, it's just low in this time of year. So then this is, it's a, it's an interesting exercise to do. So everybody should do it, which is, they're like, well, it's always slow in this month and this month. To which my question would be, so what are you doing about it? I'm like, we just let it be slow. And when you say it out loud, it sounds kind of stupid. Well, that's interesting because I texted you the other day about we need to have plans for different times of the year. And you made me feel dumb. Dumb? Me feel dumb yeah. Well, well, correction, right. all of you, the entire yeah. team. <laughs> I don't know if Katie. No, that. so I'll give you guys a little insight. Uh, Jay, while 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 he is a smart and resourceful, and occasionally works hard, um, he has this habit of he has this habit of uh, thinking out loud via text. Yeah. So I I, it's it is it is it. I mean, it is it is painfully obvious when he sends a text, and I'm like. He literally just had that thought and was like, I'm going to text the group right now. There was, and there was like, and there was no, there was no further thought than what the text was that he sent to the group. Like it was just, it was like a thought that skipped right to the phone. <laughs> I didn't even use my fingers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You're using the little mind thing that Elon Musk made. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, and we've been doing this long enough. I, when it comes across, um, I know exactly what just happened. At which point, sometimes I'm in a mood to answer it, and sometimes I will ridicule you, and I'll just be like, "Hey, why, why don't like, why don't you just hold on to that for a little bit and chew on it, and then maybe give something other than the the idea grenade? Idea, everybody here. First of all, your text said Granada because you don't correct your texts. 
uh, Granada is a place. So, and it's, and it's, 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 it's Grenada. So it, yeah. it took a moment for me to understand your joke, but I did get yeah. it. And I stand by my statement. So, and, and we are professionalizing the show. I ordered some new equipment yesterday. I ordered that Cloudifier thing, Cloudifier. Yep, that's it? not it either. Yep. Cloud uh, lifter. Yep. Cloud and lifter. Cloudifier. New, we're getting a new mic with a windscreen that I ordered. So look at you. It's about time. Stop sitting in your mom's basement talking to your computer with no audio or 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 and I got anything. a light. I got a light now. So I'm a little brighter. If you guys watch this on our YouTube channel, uh the other day, uh Cody time stamped our episode. I know you guys weren't, you know thinking that was necessary but i think it's super necessary it was comical because of how he time stamped it yeah well that we, was talk, it. we talked about it we talked about um, it so anyway so, but where um, i was going with that is that the enough people are they're just letting it happen but which is you don't have to just let it happen like why aren't you doing anything about it? why am i not putting something that would buffer these dips if you will whether that whether that is systemic things like uh, agreements or events that would bring in other revenue, whether they're outside events or inside events or running some sort of promotion that would lead it into that. It's just, that's like saying, it's like if you were playing sports and like basketball, for instance, and like we know that the other team runs uh, a zone defense and we know that, but we never plan for it. We're just like, well, we just have this, we have this, this play that it only works for man to man. So we're just going to run it anyway. Like people would look at you like you had four heads and they should. And, and if you're listening to this, you're like, that sounds really dumb. It's because it is dumb. So it's like, why, why would we not, why would we not plan for that? It doesn't have to be down. Right. Because, it, and again, it goes back to like, it, you can find any number of gyms that don't have downtimes in those periods that are like you, right? It's not like, well, there are gyms in Alaska, right? Like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like a gym, similar demographic, similar region, similar, like all those things are similar and are not experiencing that. And it's probably because they're planning for it. Yeah. I mean, I think you can definitely plan for those things, but I also think just, it, you know, it's, I would, I would agree in the sense that it shouldn't really be noticeable. Like you might have four to five people that summertime they travel a lot, they mountain bike or, you know, that's when they run, but it shouldn't be so noticeable that you're like, damn, you know, July and August, we have no one here. Otherwise stated, it should be a normal attrition rate, whatever that normal is for you. Now, whether that's good or bad or not, I don't know. That's a separate discussion, but it, it shouldn't be out of the ordinary. <clears throat> for instance, we have, we live in a, it, it, this might be the most heavily populated military area in the world, for sure, in the United States. The, and we know when people essentially PCS, right, which is a permanent change of station, right? So they, they, they pick up and they move to another different region or part of the world, right? It happens basically spring and fall, right? And if you know that, you're just like, well, you should have a, a massive outflux of people, or I know when the carrier deployments are. And I was like, you have a massive outflux of people. But that's not what the trend looks like. The trend doesn't match the, that movement, and it shouldn't. 
that that's just lack of planning. And, and again, being, uh, and I, I don't want to be overly aggressive with the statement, but it's just like being a victim. It's just like, Oh, it just happens. That's just what we have to deal with. And I'm like, no, that that's your, your lead. You're not considering so many other things that would allow you to navigate that scenario. You know, the, the old Jacko willing thing, which is like the enemy gets a vote. Well, in this instance, like you get to vote on whether you allow that dip to happen or not. And your vote is to do nothing or to do something. Yeah, no, I, I agree on that. But doing something, being preemptive, and kind of what we wanted to chat about, it goes back to selling, right? So do you, do you think you approach sales differently in the beginning of the year, January, versus just right randomly throughout the year? Or does your sales process look similar any time of the year? Um. I don't know. So I guess probably no to both maybe. Right. So I think it's just like, I don't think you should have like, you could have like a seasonal sales process, but I think that to kind of reference Michael McCallich is the, to fix this next, the bottom of that pyramid for the hierarchy for needs of a business is sales. So essentially I should never turn the sales pipeline off. Right. And I'm not referring to ads. It's not what I'm I'm referring to, but like I should always be focused on that. It's, it is the lifeblood. It's like food for a business. If if you don't put food in it, then the business dies. So I should always be focused on that. And, but you can have a very logical sequence of events over the course of a 12 month period that would lend itself to sales, like events, bring a friend week. Um, uh, When I say events, there's, Right. Referral program that I could attach on to all of those that I'm constantly driving so that the, and this is kind of the way I've explained it. Like what, what you're really shooting for is like the general trend. If I move out far enough is just looks up, right? It looks like it's moving in the upward trajectory, but if I zoom in a little bit, go ahead. No, I think that's a big misconception about most things. I was talking to one of our affiliate you people and they were like, man, you know, it's, it's staggered or it's, you know, it looks like this. I'm like, we all understand weight loss and your new right. clients are like, I was hoping to lose 10 pounds in my first week. I'm like, Nope, you're going to lose 10 pounds in this month and maybe 20 pounds this year, but it's going to, the trend is down, you know, in nutrition right. weight loss, for example, the trend is down, but it's a jagged line. The, the stock market, the trend right. is up, but it's a, you know, crypto, whatever you're looking right. at when we know we want to make progress in something, it's never just this linear line. Right. Right. Even in a, like a strength program, you can call it a linear progression. Mm-hmm. It's not because you're going to have days where like, I didn't hit my three by five that I was supposed to hit today, or I didn't hit this. So right. yeah, it, it, the trend is up in sales, but it doesn't always look like a, a perfectly straight line. Right. And that's, and that's kind of where I'm going with this is like, depends on how far in or out you zoom. So like to use a, a linear progression. So anybody who knows anything about uh, weightlifting, so typically about, two weeks out, two weeks, maybe a little bit more. There's a little wiggle room in there. Two weeks out from a meet day. All of the weightlifters here are garbage. <laughs> they just feel like shit. They lift like shit. They have a, they have a, they have a trouble hitting 90%, but that's by design, right? So you have to have some sort of like progressive overload so that then you can have like a deload portion and then they will bounce out of that by design, right? So like, but if I zoom in really, really close, it'll look like this. They're like, Oh shit, they're down 15%. But that's, I'm looking at a very small snapshot. And and if I look at my year, what we're generally looking for is something that like generally trending upward, 
but I will have spikes that are higher or lower. So give to give some very practical examples here. So let's say you had a month, like I'm, I'm trending up for three months, right? Let's just say I go 10,000, 11,000, 12,000, and then I go 15,5. So a $3,500 bump. And I look at that and I'm like, damn, that's a big bump. And, but then I come back down to 14 or 13, five in the next month. And you're like, oh, we're down. I'm like, well, no, we haven't considered why that was a larger than average bump. Uh, and then you're like, oh, we had, uh, we did a presale on t-shirts and we had two paid in fulls that month for the year. I'm like, cool, that accounts for it. So then if I zoom out a little bit and I go from 11, 12 or 10, 11, 12, 15, five, 13, five, the general trend is still upward. Right. So I'm always trying to establish a, a kind of a new high, but it's okay if it comes down or up. Like we've had, we've had months that are up, you know, we've had like really what look like egregiously large bumps. Then we come down. It's like, we didn't, we were not down. Like there was a lot of things that happened in that month, but the overall trend is up. If I look back 60 to 90 days, it's still up, 60, up from 60 days ago. That month was just abnormally high. And so same, same analogy. You see that in weight loss, like just right body would be like i dropped four pounds this week and then you'll plateau for two weeks and like yeah but if you look back like you already lost this weight right like you right ahead of itself right and and i know people don't like to look at it it's typically because they're just uncomfortable with sales and i think in in most crossfitters unless they're coming to the table with a previous sales background suck at sales it's just abysmal myself included it's, you know, a four letter word or a five letter word in this scenario. But yeah, I think, you know, when you think of sales, you often think of the used car salesman, which get right. a bad reputation, right? Like right. I bought used cars, I bought new cars. They're not bad people. Like right. they want right. to be treated with respect, no different than you do. And I think, you know, let's, let's talk about some things that help and let's talk a little about the psychology of it. But mm-hmm. I think one thing box owners specifically forget is these people need you and they have a big problem and it's not just fitness that you're giving them, but you're mm-hmm. changing their life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've yet to, I've yet to talk to a box owner who I've asked a question. I'm like, do you believe in CrossFit? And they're like, yes. I'm like, are you super passionate about it? They're like, yes. I'm like, do you think you can help people? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, okay. then it's not, then it's not on the consumers and the problem is not on the consumer. The problem is you're uncomfortable selling because you haven't figured out like, what your deal with money is and, or you haven't really identified like what it is that you sell. So then that the, 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 the uncomfortableness of you bobbling around with your words is what messes up the sale. You know, I was telling somebody the other day, so I practice this with everybody all the time. Like it's just, it's just reps, reps. sales is reps, right? Particularly sales is easy. And I say that with an asterisk on it. If you truly believe in what it is that you do, or like, which is every CrossFit affiliate of all, of all time. Or like, I have yet to meet one of like, ah, oh, this is kind of a bullshit methodology, right? Like, that's not a thing, right? So I, I was uh, one of the younger coach or newer coaches. We were, Lindsay and Cassie and I were, um, were having our staff meeting. And then he like popped his head in because we started looping in other people to the sales, like the onboarding process. So I'll just quiz them like on the spot. Sometimes I was like, Hey, I was like, what does it cost to join the gym? And he was like, Oh, blah, 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 blah. and I was like, wrong. I was like, that's not it. And I was like, so we reviewed it again. I was like, Hey, remember you have to go this direction. And if you build, if you build the conversation logically based on what the consumer wants to know, then it's really easy. 
Well, right. They want to know what does it cost? Are there discounts? Am I committed forever? And how does a holder cancellation work? Right. Like those are like the big ticket items for anybody joining a CrossFit. I could leave out some other things like, do you have a referral program? They're typically not asking about other, but like those things are what they want to know. So how I build the answer to that question would lend itself to a positive outcome because we could agree that they're likely buying anyway. Or like very, very seldom does somebody walk through, go through that process, but like, yeah, I don't think I want to do it. Right? It's very, very rare. Right. It, it, it's, we were having a conversation in our coaches development group on Tuesday and Christina, shout out to Christina. She did a phenomenal job coaching the sumo devil type And I said to her like, what, what do you think was the difference? Why do you think you were so much better this time? She's like, well, I just had a solid plan and I knew exactly what I was doing. It's like, right. oh, so it turns out when you have a really good plan, your personality shines. Right. You go off in different directions. You know where to come back to. Right. You know exactly what the product is. Like in this case, a sumo dello type pull versus a membership. And, you know, lest anyone think we're perfect at it. When we launched Affiliate U almost a year ago and we started doing some of these sales calls, I hated it. And I was like, we would have so many and I would, I would dread them. And part of it was like, I wasn't super confident in it. I was still kind of learning what we were like. We were kind of putting it together at that point. Now when I'm on a sales call, I'm, I love it because I'm like, you need this. Like right. this is, I have the thing you need. Like you want this, here's the magic pill. Do you want to buy it? Like this is going to give you everything you just asked me for. And when people are like, well, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cool, don't buy it. Cause I got 10 other people that are asking for it. And I'd rather the person that knows this pills is for them buy it than you, which I have to convince. And while we don't recommend that for box owners, I think understanding part of it is also understanding the, the barriers. And, you know, one thing that I've gotten really it's good objections. At, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, same thing with, with, with the box owner, whatever it is you're selling. One thing that I try to do, and I think you do as well, is just get to know these people and ask questions. Right. So that leads to two things, like to your point earlier about just having a plan. So going back to the scenario I, pre I presented earlier, right? And he like bobbled around. I was like, nope. I was like, do it again. And I literally made him do it right there again on the spot. Like, and he was like, all right, cool. And it was, so then Cassie and I are sitting in the, in the, in the office later. So like my office is a door here and the front desk is right outside the door. Like you guys have been here and he's fin he's wrapping up doing, having a couple do their foundation. So they're done. So Typical questions like, hey, uh, would you like me to review the memberships again? Which one would you like? Sure. And he starts going through them. And for the record, it wasn't a clean run, right? But it was in the right order, at which point he presented the right order. And then he was like, oh, and we have paid in fulls for this and this, and this is what I look like. And they took, the couple took the year paid in full each. And I'm sitting behind the wall, just kind of like slowly clapping like this. I'm like, good. Like he now understands why I had him do that because then he turns around and does a $3,400 sale right there on the spot. And we're, lit we're literally listening to it. And like I said, it wasn't a clean run. I, I wouldn't have judged it and be like, that sounded great. <laughs> right? I was like, it sounded kind of terrible. But again, if I put it together properly, you can still accomplish the goal, which is like, they came here for that. What they were looking for is a couple pieces of information to make their buyer's decision. Right. So I just have to put that in front of them. Um, and I forget what you said, something else that I was going to, 
parlay we'll that into and I forgot. And I think that's right. A, okay. But but on that note, what you hear in sales a lot is like you project your own financial insecurities or your own financial beliefs. And it's like, well, you know, we have this paid in full, but it's super expensive. And then you're like, <laughs> well, maybe for this person it's not, or maybe right. they're, they're financially smart and they're like, well, it is a little expensive, but we're saving X amount of money. Like right. you, you can't project your, your insecurities on them. You're right. So that, so just for that instance right there, if they did a paid in full, it's a little, it's a little less than two months off, but collectively they just saved probably 500 bucks for the year. And some people look at it like, yeah, I would like to save 500 bucks because I'm going to pay it anyway. Right. So you have to think, so our job in sales is to a know what people want, right? They're here to buy the service, but then what is the information that they want? Right. And then when, because you know, these questions are coming. So then be prepared to present the information in a, in a logical fashion. Now that's just like at the end, just so that you can like wrap it up. Like that's the bow at the end. I don't think that's important. I think the important thing that what you just said is I was, I was talking to uh, one of our other gym owners the other day and he was like, man, just really struggling with this, with, with the last couple kind of like people that came in. I was like, I just asked him a simple question. I said, Hey, when, when these folks come in, I was like, who does the majority of the talking? And he was like, Oh, I do. And I was like, there's the problem. You know, I've, and I've said this before, like, what's your, how do you, what's your sales process look like? It's like, how can I help you? Right. Like, and if you we're, cause you've read this book and then I just recently read, it's just like the psychology of sales. It's just like the person asking the questions is, is, is in control. So when somebody comes in, and I don't think you should have this rigid list of questions, but I think you should be generally inquisitive about the person. Like I've talked to other affiliate owners, just like I just I walk through this sales script that I was given, and it feels really choppy and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, throw in the fucking trash, man. Just ask them about themselves, right? Like you, the podcast that I have done are significantly better because when we first started, like I got a list of questions I can ask this person. Now I never have a list of questions. I know generally what I want to talk about and generally what I'm curious about this person about. And I'll just ask them questions. Hey, how did you do that? What's that about? Right? Like, and then I'll take as many changes as I find to be interesting. And turns out if you find it interesting, most likely other people are finding it interesting. And obviously it's a little different on a podcast. You and I are the same. Like, you know, we had Emily Rolf. I don't know if it's airing before or after this. And Truth be told, I didn't know a whole lot about her. I did a couple of quick Google searches and, you know, we got talking and her husband happened to be there, who was also her coach, who's also a police officer. And I was like, bring that dude on. Like, let's chat. Right. Like, and I think right. so many people, you know, are curious about others and they, they don't think that's the direction to go. If you're sitting down with someone at the box or if you're a coach and you're looking to bring on a new client, getting them to talk about themselves also, just like afterwards, they're going to be like, I feel better. I don't really know why. It's like, it's like, like a therapist, right? They're like, I just dumped a whole lot of shit on you. Yeah. And now, and, and I've known you for 30 seconds. Yeah. I mean, you know, we just had our, our group call for our grad program, you know, and, and Doug Holtz, who was our, our guest, basically told everybody, like, your PhD's in psychology, like, because you, you're dealing with so many unique individuals on, on a daily basis. And, you know, making them feel better, but also more importantly, just getting behind their why and understanding why they're there. Because for most people, they're going to be like, well, I got to be healthy. My doctor told me this. I got to lose 20 pounds. 
that's part of it. But when it comes down to it, they're like, plus I have two kids and I'm, I went to bend over the other day to pick up my two-year-old and my knee hurt. Like that's what got them there. That's what's right. like, or I, I've been sitting in my house and I really feel bad about myself and I would just like some accountability. Like that's what I'm searching for. Right. Yeah, like, and, and your post on Instagram popped up in their feed at that because somehow Google, you know, does that, right? They think about the gym and it's on their Instagram feed, but it wasn't your post. It was the fact that at that moment it was what they needed. And well, now that, that and Alexa was listening, just to put everybody put your tinfoil hats on. Dude, so, I was yeah. talking literally I was See? getting my hair. See? My haircut mm-hmm. last week, the, the girl that was cutting my hair was talking to me about Legos. I've never talked about Legos before. That night in my Instagram feed, there was Legos. That was insane. So if you, I, what's mom, the, the social, the social, there was a dilemma. Netflix special about this dilemma. Yeah. Yeah. They talked about that. And he's like, they're not listening. Although I still do think they're listening, but. And how'd they like, do that? How, why did Lego pop in my here's, head? Here's how. So if you want, if you want the, the binary X's and X's and O's there, or ones and zeros, the, the, he, he, the guy, they basically explained it is like, it's worse than listening, right? It's like, if you really want to think about it, it's just like the, what it has is like, this person has like a search history or interactions that is everything in your phone is cataloged. Everybody who thinks that you have like privacy, you're, you're an idiot. Like you don't, you know, so they're collecting all this information and then just based on geolocating people, they're like, oh, these two people are in close proximity. I'm just going to push this information to them and just see because they're obviously close to each other. They have multiple connections from social media and these other things and stuff like that. Like it's, it's rapidly doing all this stuff. It's like, hmm. they're like, oh, well, if this person likes it and they have multiple relationships and this person, other, I'm like, let me push this over here and see if that works right and see if this other person who's like this person has similar interests and in most instances they do um anyway okay tinfoil hats off right the but the but the but the point is questions and, and just newsflash if if you don't think people can tell the difference between you're trying to sell them something and you being genuinely interested in them that's why you suck at sales mm, knowledge Knowledge bomb right there. Say that again, Fern. If you don't think that's people can. That's for the listeners and for Katie. Right. To, right. To <laughs> right. If, you, if you don't think that people can tell the difference between you trying to sell them something and you being genuinely interested in them, that is why you suck at sales. Should I have ended the show right there? Was that it? Did I blow it? I mean, that's a lot of it, but. But then it goes to, okay, well, what does that mean? Okay, thanks for your abstract thought, Fern. That's great. The book of Fern. But, but, yeah, book, of Fern. Fern. book of Fern. The but what but so then how do I how do I bridge that gap? Right. Which is like, yes, yes, I'm running a business, right? But I do need to kind of move the uh, I, there is like a, a little bit of a disconnect here between the the pragmatic portion of that, which is like, yes, I would like to drive numbers because that's what a business is for, but then B being very customer service, customer service centric, which is like, I just want to give this person a good experience regardless of whether they buy or not. And okay. I think. Can I sum this up for you? I'll please sum it up do. Like this. If you're watching this on YouTube, it comes down to one very important thing right oh, here. Care. My care. shirt care. right here. Care. I'm the only one on the team that wears our own merch available on our website. I'm wearing um, my own merch, maybe. bro. Yours is a crossword rifle. I don't even know. Right. That is my own merch. I'm just what letting everybody know. What is that anyway? Hair. Yeah. I actually wore this last night to uh, 
we saw Sebastian Maniscalco. That's why I was out late. Nobody's and shocked. On the big yeah. camera. And I was like, that's right. He's yeah. hilarious, by the way. He, it was so good. It was just too late. He's, I, I, I love him. I love him because he's so animated as a comedian. He, we had such great team. We were third row at Red Rocks. It was amazing. That's it was awesome. amazing. So, I'm jealous. Anyway, I, I appeared on the big screen and everybody saw my shirt. And I, in that moment, I was like, damn, I should have been wearing a best hour of their day shirt. Yeah, because all these people <laughs> are CrossFitters. But, uh, uh, I was like, <laughs> what? Hopefully everybody leaves here caring just a little more. Um, but no, I, I think that's super important. And that's a, that's a, a shift in mindset, right. And, and, and getting past the, and I think it probably has a little bit to do with scarcity, which is like, I got to make this sale instead of saying I can help this person. And that's a, that's a seems subtle, but it's not right. Because like that, that thought is projected on you physically and the way you talk to people, like all of those things. And you could come up, if it's like, I got to make this sale, it's like pushy, pushy, pushy. And if it's like, I can help this person, then the questions come off differently. The types of questions are different. Like the amount of time you spend with them, you know, like what your interaction with them is and how you present information. Everything changes when you, when you start to be okay with the fact that like, listen, if I just go through this process and have something logically built out, right. Then I can focus on caring. Cause I know that the rest of the things are taken care of, right? The analogy to coaching is the same, which is like, Hey, what's the points of performance for the air squat? And they're like, Oh, I don't know. I was like, well, this is why your groups suck because you're trying to remember those things instead of having a good time because you didn't study prior to, mm-hmm. right. You know, we've talked about this before. If like, you don't know what you sell and you're not prepared for what, when somebody asks, what do I get with my membership? Or you don't have things pre-populated in this in this because we already know like we know generally what questions people know and we know generally generally what objections people might have yeah right so i can craft a whole conversation around this yeah and i i think you nailed it i think that's really what it comes down to and you know we read the same book and that was a big takeaway for me like just really ask questions and and, you know, another another thought from it, and I know we're going to wrap this up, but another thought was asking, you know, what's it going to take to get you to do this? Because I think that, like, puts it on them. And they don't, you know, it's like, you showed up here or you hopped on this call with me. Like, what's it going to take to get you? Oh, it's the cost. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. Okay, maybe you don't want it. Have you considered that? And yeah. oftentimes pushing it back on them, you know, makes them, you know, almost like, going on a date or, or, you know, where it's like, I don't want to go, you know, and it's like, now I want this more. There, there's certainly the, the psychology behind that. Right. And this is, this is one where I always want to be very clear. It's like, you can take this information and use it maliciously. That's not the goal, right? Yeah. Right. It's not the goal, but like, it can be if you're not paying attention, right? Because you could very well turn this into a game. Right, because sales is a, is a game to some extent. Like drive the numbers, drive the numbers, and forget that there are other human beings on the on the other end of this interaction. Right, like just straight up, like that is that is gym launch. Right, That's- it's like they use the con- they they use the psychology of sales, and then it's like really aggressive, and in my personal opinion, predatory. Well, that's not what we're suggesting. Always, one thing I always say to the people on our calls is, hey. I need you to want this because we're going to be talking every other week and you're going right. to have to put in a lot of work. And the last thing I want is someone showing up that doesn't actually want to be here. No. And box ownership is no different, right? Like 
I'm going to see you every day. If you don't want to be here, it's going to be very apparent. Right. And then you're going to be mad. It's going to cause friction for me because you're going to feel slighted. Like I tricked you into this. Like, like it's just, it just gets real gross. So I think some of some of it needs to be okay with like, it's okay if they don't buy. Right. Because they're not, they're not ready. Right. That's the other thing I don't think people would consider is just like looking at the other person on the, on the other side of the conversation. So they might not be ready. And if they're not ready, then the worst thing you could do is sell them the thing. You should be able to tell people like, Hey, like you're probably just not ready. I've told people that when like, listen, they're like, I want to do it right now, but I'm leaving in four weeks. I'm like, dude, come back when you're ready to start. We're going to start all this. You're going to leave. It's going to be, we're going to do all sorts of weird stuff. I'm like, we're not going anywhere. Like just, I'll talk to you in three weeks and put a note right here and I'll text you in three weeks and then we'll get you rolling and and everything will be fine. Or, Hey, this sounds like it's not in, in your budget and I would love to help you. However, here's what I think are some other options that might work for you. Cause it's more important to me that you do this than not do it. Even if it's not with me. Yeah. And you, something you say regularly is a no, isn't a no forever. And if you're the box owner, that's like trying to cram it down their throat, a no, maybe forever. If you leave a bad taste in their mouth. Right. So this is something that most box owners have a problem with is sales. Right. And I think first is the structure. And then second comes like how to have those conversations. And it's not like a sales script. You know, we've talked about like templates are not your issue. Like it's not, it's not a template. It's not a series of questions that would lead you to the right outcome. You already know what most people are coming in for. Ask them how you can help them and what it is that they're looking for. That's it. And you come up with three or four questions that don't have to be canned that you can take, that you can ask them about. And here's another one. This is just in general, as a coach, gym owner, and person. If you don't ask them things about themselves that have nothing to do with the business, I think that is a massive mistake. Typically, this is where I would have stopped the recording. However, I do want to give people the opportunity to see those family pictures of Fern. So while you are talking, I found on your wife's Instagram. So I don't want to say her Instagram unless it's okay. Is that okay to share her Instagram handle? Um, you know, I don't know. She gets weird about that sometimes. Yeah. I mean, so not, not that you couldn't figure it out. Like, yeah. I was, let's do it stuff. that way. If you really want to see these pictures, they are available. He did go for a walk on the beach last night. Is that, are those the pictures? Correct. Yeah. You walk on the beach. We got Chappie on the shoulders. It was a nightmare, by the way. Like the kids were insane. I mean, what? I'm Why like, I like, I told, so Lexi, the girl who took those pictures, woman, she has three kids. They, uh, she's a member of ours, but she, I was, I was like, the fact that you got a reasonable picture out of this interaction is astonishing. It took a picture because it's real. Like, I, I think some of those family pictures, like with the lasers behind them and you're like, everyone's smiling. It's like, the lasers, like, hey, what is this glamour shots? What are you talking about? Other than the fact that Jess is looking at the camera smiling. Jess is looking good, by the way. As always. As always. As always, right. yes. By the way, many people, I had a lot of people hit me up in the DMs like, hey, rumors, <laughs> you know, Fern's single now because you said something the other day. And I was like, no, no, no. Not only is Fern not single, but Jess will murder you. So yeah. let's not uh, go down that rabbit hole. Jess will murder you and everyone you know. Is that type of person. She might. <laughs> but, well, which is funny because like my daughter, I think she's a cute kid, but anytime, any, 
But anytime you ask her to smile to the camera, she looks like like an axe. She looks like an axe murderer. She's like, has this crazy smile, like, like that. And I'm just like, why are you, why are you this way? I don't understand what, what is going on? Like smile, Logan. She's like, I'm like, (laughs) no, not like a crazy person, just normal, like smile normally. Yeah. Do we talk about the fact that Logan invited Katie to her birthday party and not me? Yeah. Right in front of you too. She was yeah. like, "No, not you." Yeah. yeah, but she had a logical reason because yeah. you're a boy. Yeah, yeah, you're a boy. Girls I, only. Girls only. I feel only. like I feel like that firm gene is passing down to the next generation. <laughs> she's she she's not super concerned about your feelings. That's for sure. <laughs> so you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at Best Hour of Their Day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time. You started your business to help others. Somewhere along the way, you lost the capability of doing it on your own. Imagine how much different your business would be with an extra $10,000. Would you pay your rent? Would you buy new equipment? Would you pay your coaches more? Would you pay yourself? What if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a a payment solution for the micro gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay, a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like the Phoenix, the Navy SEAL Foundation, the Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, You can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier. Pay better. Do better. We'll pay.